up the standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand up. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, the wrestling match. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. It's time for you to go back home. You've been out here too long. You paid for the evil you've done towards your brother. It's time now for you to pay up. Go back home. So in his preparation with all of his children and his wives, he starts now for home. Where Rebecca thought it was going to be just a few days, 20 years have rolled by. But in the 20 years, go to Genesis 32. In the 20 years that have passed by, he was so in love with Rachel until, it, you know, it, it almost like it was 20 days. That's what love does to you. When you're in a relationship and every day it's like trying to tote an elephant up a greasing sliding board. It's difficult. But when you're in love, you don't see all that. And nobody said a word in here. You say it was Tyrone Davis? It's cheaper to keep them. <laughs> Ask some fellow soldiers in here. <laughs> they got a song they'll sing for you. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So in Genesis chapter 32, as we now come to this wrestling mess, what's the problem right here? The problem is that word has gotten to Jacob after these 20 years that your brother Esau done heard that you on your way back home. He's coming to meet your brother and he's got 400 men with him. Jacob's conscience after all these years because of what he had done has now become premier and is bothering him. What's the problem? What started the wrestling match? How am I going to deal with the evil I have done in my past and now I got to face my brother when? Tomorrow. What? 
tomorrow. You've been avoiding this for 20 years, but tomorrow you're going to meet Esau. He said, I thought all that was over. Let me tell you something. God forgives sin, but sometimes the effects of what was done remains. And in, 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 in that remaining, you can't put that child back. Oh, oh yeah, I know, you know, it, the, the pregnancy was a surprise, but the child is here. You can't, you can't undo that. Now the question comes to mind out of the soul, the seat of emotions, mind, and intellect. How do I deal with this? After all this time, I thought this was behind me. But I got to face it tomorrow. Maybe some of you today have some stuff you got to face tomorrow. But don't despair and don't you dare take off running because now it may be another 20 years and you're still here and you still got to deal with what you refused to deal with yesterday. Only God can help us in situations like that. You have to throw yourself upon the mercy of the Lord. And you have to sound something like this, Lord help me, I'm, look, I, I've been a fool. I mean, everything you think you need to say, say it. You got to meet Esau tomorrow. And all that stuff you did, you didn't have to do because he was going to serve you anyway. But you tricked him. Now you got to pay. Are you in Genesis chapter 32? All right, hurry. Commission at verse 1. And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mahanaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my Lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob said, Thus I have sojourned with Laban, and stayed there until now. I've been gone 20 years. Verse 5. And I have oxen and asses, flocks and men servants and women servants. And I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. Oh, now we want grace. And so, and so Jacob sent these emissaries to talk to Esau. And what is he trying to do? May I say, suggest this to everyone listening? Your money cannot always buy you out of a problem. So what was the message? You go and you tell Esau that this is Jacob. And I have men servants, I have oxen, I have asses, I have all the rest of this stuff. And whatever I got, he can have it. Can't buy you love. 
Everybody told me so. Can't buy me love. No, no, no. You can tell he's the same Jacob. Why? He's trying to bribe Esau. <laughs> 20 years and you ain't learned nothing. Tell him I got me in certain I got oxen. I got ass up. Whatever part he wants, he can have it. No, he wants you. <laughs> Nothing's going to satisfy that man until he has done a number on you. Because for 20 years, he's been in agony. And for 20 years, you've been out of your mind, pushing it to the back of your mind. But today is the day that you're going to have to reckon with the things you've done. One thing I can appreciate about the Lord, he's merciful. He's merciful. He's, he's real merciful. But don't act like you don't have no problem. Because you may have to spend another 20 years with your uncle Laban. <laughs> Verse 6. Genesis 32. Anybody get anything out of this? And the messengers returned to Jacob saying... We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee, and 400 men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. He wasn't scared when he was doing all that stuff. He was greatly afraid. That means his conscience is now all the way live. And he's wrestling with what is going to happen tomorrow and what I need to do. God told me to go back home, so I'm going to go back home. But there's an obstacle in my way. He's called my elder brother. He's the one that I got over on. And he's coming to meet me tomorrow. And I need some answers tonight. I need to know what I need to do. Is that you? If you listen, God will tell you what you need to do. Coming up next. Listen. Verse 7. Then Jacob was greatly afraid. He wasn't just afraid. He was greatly afraid. And distressed. And he divided the people that were with him. And the flocks and herds and the camels. Into two bands. Now, I'm not going to read all this, but this is his thinking. Man, listen, I got so much stuff. I mean, the Lord has so tremendously blessed me, so I'm going to divide this into two bands. So if Esau come and attack the ones up front, then the ones in the back can get away. <laughs> He's still plotting and planning. Ain't trusting God nowhere. And see, that's what the flesh does. It'll make you think you're the smartest fella in the room. So if Esau get the front end, now Esau is coming and he got 400 men with him. And you know he's been talking to them. 
going to meet my brother tomorrow. I've been going away from home for 20 years because of him. He stole my birthright and he stole my blessing. And God told me to go back home. But Esau is standing in my way. Jacob was afraid. Jacob was in fear. And Jacob was all stressed out. You got that? All stressed out. Tell your neighbor, Jacob was stressed. Go to verse 24. In verse 24, let me start up at verse, yeah. Verse 24. Start at verse 22. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. Verse 24, and Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Jacob had been a wrestler all of his life. He wrestled with situations. He thought that he could do it in his own strength, and that's why he messed over his brother. But now he's left alone. And there's an imminent threat headed in his direction with his name on it. And it's called Esau. Why was Jacob wrestling? And he wrestled all that night until the breaking of the day. What was going on with Jacob? His conscience had become awakened to the fact that it was payday. And he was wrestling within himself as to how to resolve this issue. And he found no remedy. That's why he wrestled all night long. And, and in his wrestling, what Jacob found out is that this wrestling match was his conscience that had finally caught up with him and Jacob now began to feel the weight of what he had done. So it's a bad thing when you're a Christian and you don't have a conscience behind doing evil. It was payday. And so his conscience had gotten the best of him. And the wrestling match was on. Jacob left there limping. But what Jacob did admit he says, I have seen God face to face. And you see, what God would have us to do when we have sinned is to confess our sins. Because he is faithful and he's just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now as I, as I meditated and as I cogitated on this and I talked to God before I talked to you about this because I realized that some of us 
have been caught in this same situation with things that we have done but have not released to the Lord. See, when Jacob was wrestling with this man until the break of day, and, and Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go. I can't let you go because I've been wrestling too long with this situation. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I've been commanded to go back home. My brother Esau is an imminent threat to me. I got to go because God told me to go. But how am I going to get there without the Lord? That's the question today. How are you going to rise up and be the man or woman you're supposed to be without the Lord? Let me answer that for you. You never will. Honor is in telling the truth to yourself and not lying to yourself. So I submit to you, yeah, that was a real man he was wrestling with, but I call this man his conscience. And Jacob was a wrestler, but you know what? The man he was wrestling with touched his thigh. And Jacob left away from that place limping, but guess what? He had seen God face to face. If you want strength and power with God, tell yourself the truth. I thought it was my neighbor, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It ain't my brother, ain't my cousin Mookie. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And that place was called Peniel because there he saw God's face. And when you see the face of God, you know what you're looking at? You're looking at forgiveness. You look at God's willingness to restore you. To give you back the years that the locust has eaten. See, Jacob never would have had to go on through those problems if he hadn't had such subtlety with him in a get-over spirit. But it's something in the infinite wisdom of God that allowed Jacob to do what he did so that God could get Jacob where Jacob needed to be because God wanted to build a family out of Jacob. And out of Jacob, out of Leah, out of Rachel, out of those handmaidens that he had came forth the children of Israel. And when Jacob got through wrestling that night on Jabbok Brook, his name was changed. And see, if you do business with God, he'll change your name too. He was no longer called Jacob. He was called Israel. That means he had become a prince with God. Oh, I know you know that people know the kind of rascal you used to be and the rascality you had going on. But if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a species that never existed before. God does forgive sin. God will restore you. And put you out of reach of people that would destroy you. When God got ready to send Moses back down into Egypt, you know what Moses told God? He said, God, there are some people down there that want to kill me. 
You know what God told Moses? Don't worry about them. I already killed them. <laughs> Ooh, if God is on your side, you're going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. It's some things that we cannot understand right now. But you look at the sin that Jacob committed against his family, his mother, his daddy, and especially his older brother. Somewhere, somehow, God brought a nation. Because he had already told Rebecca, you got two nations in you. God took what seemed, and it was wrong on the surface. But look at what God did. It was old Judas's carrier over yonder that betrayed the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. Approximately $17. Judah's conscience was so bad until he went back to the temple, threw the money on the floor. But he couldn't stop himself from killing himself. He committed suicide. Your conscience, if you don't learn how to forgive you, you'll live the rest of your life in sorrow's valley. You have to tell yourself, God, if you confess your sin, God has forgiven me. Now, if people want to remember it forever that I've been married 41 times. You can't stop people from remembering what you did. But you know what? God doesn't even know what they're talking about. Because he has cast your sins as far away from you as the east is from the west. And his word says, I won't remember them anymore. So how you doing today in your wrestling match? And this and I'm through. I like to listen to the Lord so I can always update my database between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Because we have a new contract with God. It's the blood covenant. We are born again of God's spirit. Our names are written in the book of life. And our sins have been remitted. So we don't need to spend the rest of our lives. Next 20 years. Wrestling over something that we did. Mm -mm. Fred Price said one time. He went to God. Because he had sinned. And he confessed it and God forgave him and he felt real good after that. And Fred Price was talking about how long do you agonize over the sin you've committed? He said he was feeling too good because he had confessed it and he felt guilty because he was feeling so good after he confessed it. If we could learn just to let it go. Then our lives can be fruitful. And productive. One last scripture. Being a New Testament saint. Go to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. The wrestling match. I don't have time to go to Ephesians 6 where Paul says 
We are not wrestling with flesh and blood. But with principalities. That don't want to let us be at ease among ourselves because our sins have been forgiven. But you know what? Be at ease anyway. Let it go. If God has forgiven you, then you forgive you. You say, well, that's just as simple. Yeah, it is. That's what the blood of Jesus is all about. Forget it, let it go. Are you in Hebrews chapter 9? Look at verse 14 and 15. The Bible says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, Oh, I love it! How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, here we go, purge your conscience from dead works, Today's message, The Wrestling Match, FC2990, FC2990, is now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. 
If you say those words and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.